This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And we're back to another episode of the Off the Break Podcast. It is not Cody hosting this time. I am hosting me, Kyle. I am very full of myself. <laughs> and uh, Cody's not available today. She is on assignment, um, but I still have Eric with me, a ride by my side. So Hello. thank you for joining again. Yeah, Cody's off. Rubbing elbows with Tim Allen. <laughs> well, probably not literally, but not hope. Well, that that also sounds kind of weird too. So hopefully, <laughs> that's an expression. It, it is an expression. Yeah, actually... you're like rubbing elbows with the elite. Oh, I haven't heard about. That. I actually, it, it's a weird expression, that. but it's a thing. Okay, it wasn't like just yeah. Well, for those that don't know what the heck we're talking about, uh, Cody is away down in Michigan for a special screening at a nonprofit theater that was able to get a hold of Tim Allen. Uh, to answer some Q&As about Toy Story 4, and they get a special screening of it, too. I believe he's, it was supposed to happen like yesterday. Lightyear, in case you don't know. Yeah, how, how do people not know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can't underestimate people what people don't know. I guess that's true. Yeah, so she's away and doing that. Hopefully, uh, we'll give you some insight into what that was like, and maybe she was able to meet Tim Allen, too. So Maybe. That would be awesome that would as be well. That would be super cool. Yeah. Well, I, I know I was still able to see Toy Story 4 yeah, last night. Yeah, I was, I was planning on it until my, my Toy Story partner bailed on me, so. That's the worst. I'm angry, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. I've got my Pizza Planet shirt on right now. I actually did not notice that. That I'm is still... a fantastic shirt. <laughs> so I'm I'm still in the Toy Story mood. I'm very groggy, as it probably sounds in my voice, but <laughs> I'm here, and I just wish I had seen Toy Story 4. Well, y- yes, that, that, that wish is definitely... So Kyle's going to tell Fair. us all about it with no spoilers, obviously. Of course not. But I feel like it won't be too hard. So uh, yeah, kick kick it off. Um, Toy it Story was, 4. It was able to do the impossible. It was able... Because <laughs> Toy Story 3... people said about the third one, too. People are like... That's true. It's been 10 years since the second one. What? You're coming back? But I feel like people don't really question a third one just because the idea of a trilogy is so well-rounded, Universal, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a pyramid... It's it's a complete thing. But then this fourth one obviously got... People were way more skeptical about it. Yeah, but they became so skept, uh, skeptical just because the third one had, like, a very terrific closing. Like, it was oh, yeah. the finale of all finales for, like, a trilogy <laughs> in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going <laughs> no, to have I'm, I'm thinking about Toy Story 3. Of course, I'm just thinking about how... I still can't believe that Pixar made a movie where all of the main characters hold hands because they think they're going to be incinerated they're, together. They're heading towards a furnace. <laughs> like that never, <laughs> that never gets less. Just, I don't know what you would call that, mm-hmm. but it never loses its power. Thinking back on it, like, oh my god, just the fact that not even for a Pixar that. movie, just like for a movie. Yeah, because you you love these characters so much, and then you're just. I mean, I'm in the theater too. I'm. They did a very good job of distracting you with forgetting about the little aliens so in yeah. in my the first time i saw it i was like is this seriously gonna happen <laughs> like the fact that i even contemplated that it's like oh my god what if they did just fall in and then the movie <laughs> ended in my mind i was like if this happens it, it, at least they're going out together <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to find geez. trying to find some sort of silver lining yeah well i think i think oh. for toy story 4 it's safe to say that it's not going that dark <laughs> like it's actually a would, very I'm glad there's no way they could have gone back to that t- it, they, place they head towards two furnaces instead of one <laughs> <Yeah>. this time <laughs> oh, man. but no this one it's much more light 
harder than the third one was. Um, but not in, not in a bad way because usually when you hear like oh it's more lighthearted that means like it's <clears throat> yeah, it's easier and, it's not as deep yeah it's not as um, thought fulfilling maybe as you would like it to be but no it's it's lighthearted in the best ways and uh, it's because of these characters like these characters are able to enjoy spending time with this new kid and Bonnie that they have um, they're enjoying spending time with her they're um, going on this new adventure that doesn't feel so completely dark and sad for yeah. some of the time like the adventure is very serious um especially for the character of woody which he has a very uh good arc that i thought had a very terrific payoff to it but um it was still lighthearted in its own ways and it's really funny too like oh, yeah. I, I i was telling oh, you earlier sure. i don't know if it's like a recency bias type thing but i feel like this is almost like the funniest of the toy story series yeah. and that's saying a lot because those movies those movies are funny like it's, i feel like it's just because in almost an uncanny way, at least for me and for a lot of people, they they just grow up and evolve with you. So, like, I remember yeah. the first one, and then I saw the second one, and at the time of watching it, I remember laughing even more. I remember liking it even more. And then the third one comes out, and, you know, like I already said, it had been a long time. I'm a lot older at this point. But I think I was, like, 16 or something, and I see it, and I'm still just, I'm laughing hysterically at yeah. the stuff in it. and. Because it's just genuinely funny. Yeah, it's like this animated family film, but it's it just still appeals to that. And that's what I'm getting from the fourth one from a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, the fourth one does exactly what the rest of the Toy Story franchise does, as well as most other Pixar movies, is that they're still aimed towards children. And children are still able to gain uh, laughter or enjoy these characters or have these uh, lifelong lessons that are... Um, very not um that that are very impactful but at the same time though it's like what you were saying like it weirdly feels like each one gets more and more mature more and more indulged while still aiming towards children Mm -hmm. i I almost just wonder if that's universally how all these movies are done and we just don't realize it or maybe like they are thinking like okay the demographic was at this age group at the time but so let's still aim towards kids but still continue with that initial demographic my, my gut tells me it's not that calculated yeah my gut tells me that it's just you know these yes they're they're little plastic toys but they're so human they're so real yeah and they just have such strong personalities that you know so through and through mm-hmm. and because they're because they take it seriously the writing they don't want to just rehash the same you know emotional struggles or the same themes right. because they want to see these characters continue to grow and when you see characters grow along with you then you know, it just resonates so much uh, stronger. Well, I've definitely felt the the growing up part um, for the character of Woody. Like, at, at the core of Toy Story 4, like, this is a Woody-centric story. Like, I think, I don't, I don't think we've had a very Woody-centric story probably since Toy Story 2, uh, if, yeah. I, if I just remember right. So this one feels very Woody-centric, and it's basically just Woody... Um, teaching this character Forky who's fantastic voiced by <laughs> Tony Hale like I knew I was gonna love that character but I'm he glad. kills I'm he's so funny uh so innocent and it's just so much fun to watch um but he's teaching this new character the ropes on how to be a toy for uh this one child and how to be loyal to this child and how to make sure this child's always happy every second of the day and you start to see um what he kind of realizing like I'm kind of out of my prime despite me trying to be loyal to this kid. Yeah. And oh, no. It, it's kind of like a midlife crisis type of thing <laughs> happening. Or maybe just um, in a re- more relatable way, someone who's being loyal to 
I don't know, working with someone so close or just being around people for so close. And after a while, you just feel something stale and you want something different, a new adventure of t- some kind, maybe. And yeah. I thought that was very um, different for the Toy Story franchise. I don't think we've seen that part of Woody. And I think they went through um, that emotional toll and see his um, inner struggle. I thought that was all had a big payoff to it and it all worked very well. Yeah, that's I, I mean, based off those trailers, I've, I knew this was going to be like a like a woody existential type question, you know, you know, what is his purpose now that Andy's Mm -hmm. out of the picture? He's done. He did everything he could for Andy. Yeah. Andy will always love him, but he doesn't need him anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not like he can just do those exact, those exact same things to, to Bonnie. She's a totally different person. Why is she gonna have the exact feelings towards him that Andy did? Well, what's great is that (laughs) you can see that he's trying to be loyal to Bonnie, but at the same time, he is always thinking back to, when he helped Andy and it kind of is crushing to him that he can't um, still keep helping Andy, even though Andy doesn't really need him anymore. And, and I, I thought that was played well too, because it still continues what was done before, but kind of in a smart way that I think will be relatable to a lot of people. And, and toy story, despite them all being toys, it's relatable and they sounds, still keep doing that. Sounds like a metaphor for being a parent. That too. Yeah. It's really I, sad. Like it, it well, makes I mean, me it's think beautiful, of, but it makes me think closely more to, like your occupation of some kind, but I could see that also being um, a movie for parents that like see their child growing up and yeah. having to like no mom, I don't need too. you anymore. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but then we realize we'll never stop. Needing yeah, them. but deep down you're just like, oh no, they're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a very Woody centric story, and what and you see this um, what's becoming of him happen a lot on his adventure with. Bo Peep, who I I love Bo Peep now. Like yeah. Bo Peep was no offense, but it, she was a very throwaway character in like the first two movies. Um, yeah, I but mean, she, she comes back Woody on the cheek once. Yeah, and she's at like the end of the first I, one, and then what is I don't even remember what lines she says in the first two. Um, was she even in the second one? I actually don't remember I, now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so <laughs> um, I I remember from the first one. The only thing I yeah I remember Woody has like. And a little thing for her. Yeah. And she, like, corrals him. What are those things called? Uh, The sheep herder stick. Yeah, with the curve at the end. She, like, pulls him towards her with that yeah. during Christmas at the end. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. That does. Okay, so there's one thing that I remember happening <laughs> with her. <laughs> but, no, they expand her character so much more. And um, the explanation that they show uh, for Bo Peep's journey at, um, post the third movie makes a lot of sense. And you love it so much because it really fleshes out the character more. And mm-hmm. she's so much fun to watch, too. Like, she's such a great... Um, she becomes, like, an entirely different toy, almost. But it's just so awesome to see, like, uh, what's become of her and how she's so different. But you love that she, she's become so different, too. Yeah. What about the, the new characters? Other than Forky, who we obviously know is great. Um, well, uh, Fluffy and Bunny? I actually Ducky don't... Ducky and Bunny. Ducky and Bunny. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Um, I I did not mean to forget one of their names. It, that's no, that's not saying that they're forgettable. Voiced by Key and Peele. Yeah, the the comedy duo is back again. Uh, for this, I I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, uh, they were obviously there for a different kind of comedy relief. Yeah. Uh, they weren't completely integral to the story, but I didn't mind them being around. Like they weren't the annoying side characters, you know. Um, but I I didn't get much impact from them. I think kids will 
like those two a lot just because of how funny they are. And they're very dark too. I mean, not that plush rush trailer. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they play into that and it works every time. Elderly woman. Yeah. There's a, (laughs) there's a lot of circumstances like that to where they tease at that (laughs) happening. And it's very, it's very funny to watch. Um, and the other character, um, Kaboom, Oh yeah, Duke uh, Kab- oh yeah, Duke Keanu Reeves. Kaboom. How can I forget Reeves. about Ke- the Keanu Reeves? Oh, he's he's incredible in this. <laughs> like he he almost steals part of the movie. At is one he one of like the main? Other than obviously Woody and Bo Peep, who are like the main? Who do you see the most? Um, after those two, the most you see is Forky, and then Buzz Lightyear. Like Buzz doesn't. This isn't like a Toy Story uh, buddy up with Buzz and Woody type of movie. It is really more a Woody story and Buzz is there, which is sad because I wanted more Tim Allen, of course. Uh, I mean, it wasn't sad. Like, I just wish I had Mm -hmm. more Tim Allen. But uh, Buzz's part works. It works well enough to Mm -hmm. where you're okay with seeing the bits and pieces of him. Nice. Yeah. So it's – and, yeah, you weirdly see more of, like, Forky and Gabby Gabby, who's the antagonist – um, and her story is actually plays out very well. I was actually very uh, pleasantly surprised by what they did with her. I think people will enjoy the outcome of that. Nice. Um, but yeah, you almost see more of those two than Buzz. Huh. And the rest of the toys are kind of like hidden, kind of hidden away. So yeah. there's only so much you can do with them. No, I, that makes sense. It yeah. is it from the very beginning. It was made clear this is Woody's story. So yeah. Uh, but I don't. I don't think people will mind that so much, especially with um, how it all ties up in a nice bow. And I think people are going to appreciate the whole thing. It's a very entertaining watch, and Pixar should pat themselves on the back because making a third movie to con- conclude it all is so amazing to do. But having like a fourth one possibly top that—that's also yeah. a feat in itself. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Bravo for the round of applause. That was for that was for Pixar. Oh wow! But, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. I am full of myself. <laughs> you, can, you can have one too. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm super excited. That makes me even more excited. Yes, I'm sure everyone else is. Everyone else is going to be filing into the theater. Yeah, I was supposed to do. It's a pretty big business, which we kind of need right now. So yeah. So that'll be good. Mm-hmm. So. Speaking of Pixar, I guess we can move on to Soul, right? Yeah, I, which apparently is a thing. I so Soul is a new Pixar movie that was just announced that's coming out next year, like Meaning, a year from Tuesday, this Tuesday or Wednesday yeah. or whatever it was. Um, I can't remember their description. It was like an original story that will take you from the streets of New York City to the great expanses of the cosmos or something. It's like whoa, okay. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much Pixar's getting deep again. You pretty much uh, nailed it right here. Uh, Pixar Animation Studios will take you on a journey from the streets of New York City to the cosmic realms to discover the answers to life's most important questions. So basically what you just said. (laughs) I mean, I like that premise. But the cool thing about that is, like, we're now starting to see the, the, the future of Pixar that's not all sequels and prequels and all that come together because Onward was already announced and that looks, you know, that looks great. Yeah, that's coming out before this <laughs> in March next year. Which means that, yeah, next year we'll have two original Pixar movies, which I don't think has happened since 2015. Yeah, with Inside in- Out and The Good, good Dinosaur? Yep, yep. I and mean, Inside Out was fantastic. Good Dinosaur. I oh, it's so good. Always forget about. I actually, but, I haven't seen Good Dinosaur, and that's all. Uh, that's the only thing I hear. I only I hear it's fine. Yeah, it's the most paint by numbers 
Pixar movie, arguably, like, they've ever made. Well, that one had some production struggles, right? Like, yeah, they were actually no, having that, a hard time with it. Yeah, so. I think the director changed it maybe a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was in development hell for a while. But mm-hmm. It looks great. It's, like, vistas and stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. But, no, I'm, I'm just excited to have two new original Pixar stories because, you know, for a while there, it was... It was a lot of spin-offs, prequels. Some of them were sequels. good. I mean, some, oh, yeah, of, them some were of them were solid. good, but taking Toy Story out of the equation, like would you say any of them were better than the original one? Like I don't No. As good as no. Monsters University as enjoyable as it was, it's not even close to being better than Monsters Inc. Yeah, I would say the same Finding thing. Finding Dory with isn't even close to being better than Finding Dory. Finding yeah. Incredibles 2, it's a very good yeah, animation. Incredibles 2 is very good animated good. movie um that that was some of the best action of that year honestly yeah. uh but yeah i don't think it'll that was a great movie. i don't think you'll yeah. i want to take away from that but i would say it's probably not as good as the first one i would agree with that um, yeah so yeah i mean that's that's my basic point so it's toy story is just the outlier because toy story is always amazing but well, um well what what did we do to deserve two amazingly uh amazing sounding uh animated movies from pixar in one year like what I don't know, they're, they're what just... good luck charm did the world stumble upon to where they're like oh now there has to be two what, what did know. we do <laughs> they're but yeah i'm happy because again who who cares who can believe what bob Iger says with his time frame but he yeah. said the foreseeable future they're going to be focusing almost exclusively on original stories yeah so i'm excited for that well y- me too i hope that it I don't mind if they would keep going down that road for a while longer. It just felt like there was a, a couple of years in between to where it was kind of like going to sequels. And I mean, they did, mm-hmm. you know, Inside Out and they had some other stuff in between. But it's like, eh, I'm ready for it wasn't that like to continue their new just stuff. Perfect golden streak that it was for so long there. Yeah. It was like, oh, my God, every year you know that a Pixar movie is going to come out and it's going to be one of like, if not the best movie of the year. Yeah, it's. They just had that power, mm-hmm. and hopefully they can get back to that that place. Yeah, so I mean, they might be able to do it with Soul. I mean, it kind of sounds like a <laughs> loose sequel to Inside Out almost, but I don't think it's going to yeah. be. I think it'll be something completely different, something but just by the sounds of it, cerebral. it sounds like it'll be... Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Pixar's killing it. Yeah, I mean, Pixar's killing it for sure. Um, Nobody can compete. Well, I, I hope one day like well, I mean, they, Disney, there could obviously be animated. Disney animation. Um. So that kind of leads us into this just because I thought it would be fun fun and funny to talk about. So, Kyle, just talk about that. Talk <laughs> I about forgot the, about that. <laughs> talk about that, that juxtaposition between during, when you were watching the trailers. Right, right, right. Um, so, it's, it's interesting when you think about it. So before watching Toy Story 4, of course, there are there were trailers um and they showed you know some of the new ones that came out there was the new angry birds 2 trailer um that has you know solid animation you know the jokes were funny like <laughs> trailer was constructed well uh then there was trolls world tour you know yeah, these a big new studio trailer. polished animated movies yeah it, it looked the animation looks great uh it looks like it's gonna aim well towards kids this mm-hmm. and that like they're all it may good. not be your thing but it yeah. looks like a you know a polished well put together animated movie yeah and then the, it, it came across <laughs> another trailer after that came across that just was wildly not comparable to the rest of them uh the, uh, this animated movie called arctic dogs um <laughs> 
the trailer hasn't been released yet online. I don't no, think. No, yeah, it, I tried to. I tried to find it. But. Yeah, it hasn't released online, so you guys can check it out yet. But if you see Toy Story Four, I imagine that trailer is going to be playing then, and it's just miles less in terms of quality as compared. Like the the well, animation like is not good. The, the <laughs> construction of the trailer is just. I feel laughable, like people, and it's, people, ju- it's just it saddens me more than anything. <laughs> I feel like people know those types of movies when they see it, you know, because yeah, the 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 area of animated family films is so dominated yes. by Disney and Pixar. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know, a, a few times a year, these other movies come out, and it's like you just—it's obvious, like you're describing. Yeah. Somehow they get these big name voices you yeah know? um the main the main lead in this is jeremy renner but you can tell it's jeremy renner that doesn't want to be in the He's recording booth. you can hear <laughs> like there there was a point in the trailer where he's supposed to be like yippee let's go on an adventure but instead it's a sad jeremy renner being like yippee let's go on an adventure but go. the dog's like jumping up and down <laughs> yeah. and he's like yeah, just a total just disconnect. let's go i guess <laughs> but <laughs> just just oh you know there there are these types of movies these these animated movies that come out and it just it always blows my mind how consistently terrible they are i mean i'm not gonna pretend like i've seen all of them but i feel like i don't have to I've, they're probably not the right. best movies. you know like norm of the north and then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Alpha, Alpha and yeah. Omega is, is one of the first ones that I thought about, mm-hmm. you know, open season two, three, four, you know, these, these things come that's out. That's a shame. Open season's a good movie. These things come out and I just, I don't understand why out of how as many as there have been, why one hasn't just been good, you know? Yeah. It's weird because I try to think outside of, you know, Leica, which is a different type of ant animation mm-hmm. um kubo Stop and the toe strings missing link those yeah. kinds of things i maybe animated movies are just different but I, i'm trying to think you know there's the big blockbusters the disney and the pixars the universal the dreamworks but i'm trying to think of like the the indie equivalent you know like, i would imagine like it would be the indie equivalent. i know but like taking them out oh taking like, out that studio with this type of animation you know the type of animation that people like assume and expect just the the pixar type animation that arctic dogs failed miserably at (laughs) um i i I, i'm trying to think of like an animated studio or an animated movie that's like a smaller indie movie that has any sort of social or cultural relevance and i can't think of any i mean there's definitely like individual anime movies for sure that probably are in that category but in terms of overall studio and their repertoire i can't think of any either at least currently i can't even think of like a specific movie like an, an <laughs> in, like an indie animated movie you know i i don't i haven't really thought about this i mean before, they don't but pop is, to is my that head even a either. thing i i imagine so like i'm sure do you remember the movie hoodwinked yeah like that yeah i remember that example. movie i mean i haven't seen it since i was really little but i remember liking it a lot i remember thinking it was really funny the animation's not then, that good no, anymore but it still holds no, up no 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 the humor still but, holds up but i remember it, it it wasn't a pixar movie it wasn't a disney movie it wasn't a dreamworks movie it, it just wasn't, came out of nowhere yeah it was just it was just its own movie that happened to be animated yeah and I'm like huh that's there's not a whole lot of those yeah when i think about it and i'm just i'm wondering maybe it's a price thing or the the labor involved i don't know mm. but i don't know it just it got my it got me wondering because you know there's a reason why 
Disney and Pixar has 99% of the animated market. Well, maybe like 80%, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It, it just made me, it did for me, it made me sat back and be like, Oh, like just, I, and again, like we don't know whether it's because of cost or because of uh, the type of people that are involved in the project. We don't know. We don't want to make assumptions on anything like that. Um, but yeah, like Disney and Pixar, they're or those other big studios. They just have the right people that are able just to use like their very big budgets to be able to pull this stuff off and make some crisp animation. And then you go and you see that trailer for Arctic Dogs, and it just makes me sad. I like, want this is the alternative. Yeah, what? it's just I don't know something about it just rubbed me the wrong way. Just because I want there to be content, I want there to be like really good content for especially for younger audiences to be able to latch onto and and maybe they they will like it i don't know but just from what i saw though and especially with me being surrounded by a bunch of families it went silent with question marks around people's heads (laughs) when that trailer came on even the kids there was quite a few loud kids in my theater um even they stopped and were staring at just because they were like what what's happening (laughs) we just saw pixar's onward trailer that looked great why is this up here (laughs) yeah (laughs) The difference in quality. Oh. It was just so it was just so jarring. I mean, this isn't anything normal. Like it's happened before, but it just gave me that rude awakening of just be like and people hate like, you know, Disney and Pixar taking over everywhere. Monopoly. Well yeah, but because they can do yeah, it. They have step the, up. They have the money. Like these they they just can't. It's like, not they even need, just like a they money need thing. help like, in some way. Like I I maybe this isn't true, but an example is like in video games, a lot of people, if if the gameplay is solid and the people like the characters and the writing, they will for you can make a game that's like an eight bit that looks like it was made in the eighties. Yeah, and people will play it and they'll love it. So in my mind, there can be an animated movie, and even if the money isn't there to make the animation looking like a Toy Story four, if the script is good and people like the characters in the story i feel like they're gonna turn up turn out and enjoy it yeah but there's there just doesn't seem to be any of those things that aren't major studio animated movies audiences just audiences can tell how good something is supposed to look they can tell i believe they can tell quality of of someone's work and uh these big studios are just able to have the budgets and the personnel to be able to make such great quality. Whereas with some, you know, I just feel like they got to find a way to just be like, Hey, let's not make this yet until, (laughs) or at least not put it in theaters until we know for sure. Like this is going to be really good or something. I don't know. Like that's a lot of wishful thinking, of course. Quality control. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did anybody test screen this? I do. You watch this edited, the final product of this trailer. It almost feels like they just looked at it and were like, eh, close enough. You know, like, it just get it out. <laughs> yeah. Gonna see which, it anyways. which that happens for sure with a lot of, especially a lot of big studios, of course. But this one, especially when it's supposed to be like targeting a younger audience. So that way they can go to the theaters to be able to see it. That, that just was what was grinding my gears. Yeah. And who knows, maybe this will be an indie animated darling, but judging from a sad Jeremy Renner saying <laughs> Arctic a poop Fox, joke, the, 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 the underdog that'll snag the it could, best animated it could be film Balto, Oscar. You know, but it's, it won't be Balto, but it could be Balto, which is another underrated gem. Yeah. And anyway, that was... Yeah, yeah, it just got me thinking. So if any of you out there can think of some sort of more indie, unknown, animated movie, mm-hmm. 
that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> try to spread the word about it, I guess. It's... I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of indie animated movies, but they just don't seem to exist, really. At least on a on a level where people know about them. Yeah. Like, I, at all. I think you make a good point about that, too. So, I, I almost forgot that I, I wanted to tell that story. Anyway, yeah, so... Hopefully people will like it whenever it comes out. I actually don't know <laughs> when it does come out, but um, I don't know. It just it just got me bummed. I think it comes out in November. Oh, so maybe Something the trailer like will drop online soon. I don't know, but yeah. ho- hopefully I'll be wrong. Well, really the only other thing we have today is just not really much of a story, but the Kingsman prequel, speaking, going back to prequels, right? Um, and now has an official title, and it's very clever. Yes. <laughs> the uh, prequel to the Kingsman series is... What is it, Kyle? The King's Man. <laughs> I, I think I, I think it's kind of funny. Um, no, I, I I like it too. Well, because beforehand, it it's funny. like every publication and everything just assumed that it, what was the title original title that was floating around. Oh, I actually don't it remember. It's called like Kingsman: The Something Game. The the Great Game. The Great. I think it's the Great Game. It sounds like a Sherlock Holmes story. It kind of it's a, a game of shadows. A, yeah, I think it is a Sherlock Holmes story, but uh. Yeah, and then Matthew Vaughn, that's his name, right? Yep. Matthew Vaughn's like, uh, dude, people, what? No, that's not the title. Why yeah. Why is everybody saying this is the title? It was like reported like months ago that it was, and I, yeah. yeah, Vaughn did come out and was like, it's not, but all right, you can go with it. <laughs> yeah, so no, the, the King's Man, which is infinitely better. I mean, it, for, I think it is funny because like for a prequel, you, you it's so simple, yeah. you know, like it the king's men the king's man like it <laughs> and and it makes sense for the concept too um because i i believe uh it's it was released and this is what i've been able to find anyway um as a collection of history's worst tyrants and criminal masterminds gathered to plot a war to wipe out millions one man must race against time to stop them i imagine Ooh. that's the king's man who later on will be able to create the king's men secret <laughs> service so it no, makes I've, sense i guess in I a very still, direct way i still haven't seen the second one i loved the first one mm-hmm. um depending on who you ask the second one was either still good not as good as the first one or it was not that great but the main thing i'm wondering now is just is are are the are people going to turn out for a a kingsman prequel i don't think the is the franchise like well established enough that it can survive without Taron Edgerton, without Colin Firth, you know? And if this, judging by the second one, it didn't make as much. It wasn't as well received, even, and it still had the original. It had Taron and it had Colin, so I'm just, I don't know. It makes me think of like the the recent Men in Black, Dark Phoenix kind of turnouts. It was these well-established franchises that people liked a lot in the past and then for whatever reason the new one came out and people just were not here for it mm-hmm. so. yeah that, that's a fair question because i mean the kingsman both those movies they make they made solid money but it's not like they were blowing the doors open for everyone clamoring to go see them yeah. at the same time and somehow like uh the go uh the golden circle which wasn't as well received as the first one was it still got close to making the same amount of money as the original kingsman movie did so it kind of seems like the same audience is still turning out to where they're still able to make money but i do wonder if a prequel is gonna make them that same audience all of them just be like oh yeah we can go back and Mm -hmm. see how it all started yeah i just wonder if it's a case of maybe the studio's overestimating how big of a franchise 
it is. I don't think they're expecting monumental dollars with the Kingsman franchise because, like I said, like there's a consistent amount of money being made to each one of them to where it's not like big standout blockbuster money, but they still do relatively well to... Yeah, and I mean, the first two have been reliable, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's a good way um, to say it. But I just, I, I don't know how much of that is due to the actors in it. And since this one's a prequel, I mean, maybe it'll be like a really young, de-aged Colin Firth. Who knows? I don't think so. Uh, I haven't seen him there, We know Taron's not in so it. Far. Yeah, Taron has come out and said that he's not in it. While, while he was doing press for Robin Hood last year, he came out and said that he's not in the prequel. Yeah, so I mean, maybe if stylistically or visually it, it does something different and it you know, gets at the the core of what people liked about the the movies without just telling a kind of unnecessary branched off mm-hmm. spinoff. Yeah, I mean the the thing that made the first one so successful not only because it was very good, but there was a surprise factor to it. Like not many people came in knowing what to expect, and then ended, ending up being very surprised by the outcome. Um, but I think over time, especially when you have the same director kind of working on this stuff. Like it mm-hmm. kind of becomes stale. Unless Yvonne is able to come up with something to make it even more different compared to like the first two. I don't know. Yeah, there's a, there's a, what will be different. There's a fine line between one, like an artist or a creator or an author really knowing the universe and the characters and having something to say with it mm-hmm. and being able to continuously change like toy story. You know, there's four of them, but all of them tell a different theme. They all expand in different ways. Animation gets better constantly. Yeah, they're, the animation's they're, fantastic there, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> they're they're continuously pushing themselves into a new direction, and again, some people liked it, a lot of people didn't like it. But the main criticism of the second Kingsman was that it was just a, really more of the same. Um, so there's a fine line of, between you being the person who created it and knowing it best, and needing a fresh pair of eyes. I feel like. Yeah, I, I'm with you there, but it's always hard to tell, like, how to make that best of both worlds happen, you oh, yeah. know? So. Yeah. Um, despite all that, though, personally, I'm actually looking forward to this one. Yeah, I like the universe. Yeah. Um, the Golden Circle, it didn't really do much for me to want to really go forward in the franchise so much. Like, there's cool ideas like Secret Service or like, the Kingsman Service, but also, like, the American version of it. Um, but I don't know. The movie kind of felt so muddled to me to where I was like, "Ah, I don't need that much of a big expansion right now. So I like going into the past to just have a simpler story of just like one man creating this um, service and seeing how that goes. Hopefully that turns out well, but that at least sound, that's at least where I'm wanting this to go instead of into the future as of now. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to go back and watch the second one. Just if anything, because I'm still, Riding high on my Taron Edgerton kick right now. He's still so good in that one. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. Like, he's... I'm sure. It, the fact that he was able to still, like, leap out and be the star of that movie, despite, like, all of those... Yeah, seriously. ...high-profile actors around him, like, that's... It's a lot of star power, and he's I, still I just like, yeah, this Taren. is my movie. <laughs> I love Taron Edgerton so much. Maybe I will uh, watch that this weekend. Because, like, the first one, um, Taron was the star, and he was able to, like, showcase his talents, but, like, he still had... Like you know, Colin Firth right behind yeah, him, you seriously. know. But this one, like he, it feels, it feels like he's like the guy, despite mm-hmm. like you know Firth coming back and then Halle Berry, Channing Tatum, uh, Jeff Bridges, <laughs> you know, like it's Elton John's in it, you know, it, 
it's just amazing <laughs> what he's able to do. So I'm sad he's not in this one, but he, yeah. I mean, at least the actor is still doing stuff. And he has Rocket Man out now, too, so people should check that out. Mm-hmm. Cool. There's my Rocket Man plug. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, so it's good. A, it's a great movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's pretty much everything we have. So, yeah. Obviously, Toy Story 4 is going to be king of the box office mm-hmm. this weekend. Other than that, we have another toy-based thing. We have the new Child's Play Yeah, remake, the reboot. Uh, how apparently, do you... it's, you know, people... Maybe it's not supposed to be a great movie, but it seems like a pretty fun movie. Like It's getting a lot more um, positive feedback after it than I thought there was yeah, going to be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've, I've read several different reviews now that the the idea behind like the whole AI type thing is actually a lot more clever than mm. what maybe you might think it is. Okay. I don't know what they mean by that, but I've just seen that... that consistent praise, praise occur in multiple sources okay um and then what's the other new release well anna. there's the action yeah. movie anna from lionsgate <laughs> this is just oh, a weird thing that's happening like there is no promotion nothing, for this. nothing. other than a trailer from like a month and a half ago nobody just, knows about this thing i looked into it a bit and there's this um I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's like it's a possibility of why this is happening to where Anna's having no promotion. Uh, but Lionsgate might be hiding this movie a bit because apparently there's um, reports of the director. I, I forget the director's oh, Luke name Besson. now. Luke Besson is having like some sexual allegations. Oh, about you know, the I guy. remember that was that was a while ago. Yeah, when those first started popping up. But I've heard like rumblings that that could be the reason. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the movie is just that bad. I haven't. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't I seen the any trailer reviews was kind of cool. It's. You know, the, it's tra- a, the trailer one did look cool. It's like a female-led assassin kind of espionage yeah. movie where she kicks a bunch of people's butt. It feels it like... looks cool. She looks cool. It feels like she has the um, the skills from Jennifer Lawrence and Red Sparrow mixed in with like the action of uh, Atomic Blonde almost. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I dug out of it. But yeah, I mean, as of now, there's like one trailer and a single image, but... There's a few I, TV I, spots, but even... I haven't come across anybody who even knows this is a thing. I don't think they had sc- uh, screenings of it prior. I don't even think there were reviews in... Maybe maybe now, since it's out today. Yeah, and I haven't seen <laughs> but, I haven't seen anything yet. Maybe I'll check that out afterwards, but I, I feel like that one's going to flop hard. Which... Yeah, needless to say, that's not really going to do much this mm-hmm. weekend, but Toy Story 4 and Child's Play should probably take the top two, I would say. The top two? Yeah. All right. Toy um, Story by a very large margin. Who was top two last week? Again, um, was it Men in Black? But they yeah, didn't. Oh, no, it was to- Men in Black. But Men in Black topped. Um, but it's gonna fall. Uh, Secret Life of Pets Two was number two, I think. Okay, yeah, that, I think yeah, it was Men in Black, right. Secret Life of Pets, and then Aladdin. Because the the thing that was going around was that Men in Black's box office like got them to the number one, but it's yeah, it's not by, a good by, start. By, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's I think not it's, saying that much. one's gonna. It was a dismal few weeks. Though. That one's gonna fall hard, I think. Which is that's kind of sad. Save us, Toy Story. Uh, there's also this movie coming out called Wild Rose. It's like an indie movie from Neon oh, Studios. Yeah, I believe it's going wide this weekend. I mean, yeah, is it wide, going wide, quote, unquote. <laughs> um, if you're able to find it, great, but you might have to wait a bit longer otherwise for some places. Um, and that that looks like a... Uh, that, that's also a story that I'm wanting to check out, too, yeah, that's about but the, I won't be able to see it yet. Is she like an immigrant who wants to become a country singer? No. Well... Yes, kind of. Um, she's a. I believe she is getting out of prison, and oh, she's trying to become okay. a country singer. I thought in she came Nashville. over from. I think I'm confusing her with because the main actress in that is in Chernobyl. 
So maybe Jesse in my Buckley. Mind, yeah. So in my mind, I was like, is she coming over from like Eastern Europe and wants to become <laughs> a country singer? That's a, um, that's funny. <laughs> no, she, she was great in Chernobyl. So. Is she great in Chernobyl? Yeah. Okay, everybody's great. In Chernobyl. Everyone is saying that she is stealing this movie and wild oh, I'm sure she's performances. Gonna, yeah, she's gonna break out. She's gonna be big. Yeah, that, I can't. I can't wait to say it. Just be from the praises I've been hearing. I want to see how great she is in it. Yeah. So maybe I'll check out Sharon Broil Otherwise. Uh, but I think that's all the time we have for today. I think that's yeah, all that I we're able to talk our, about. Covered all our topics. So. Perfect. Then go see Toy Story. Be moved emotionally. <laughs> It'll heal that spot that needs to be healed in all of us. Yes, exactly. And, and yeah, yeah. Keep an eye out for smaller indie animated movies if they exist. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so guys, thank you for listening to this episode of Off the Break Podcast. You can find us. On iTunes, we're up there, or you can just check us out at silverscreeninsider.com, and you can see all the content that we talked about here today, and uh, spread the word about us. We're just a website just trying to help the theater uh, industry bloom and just Mm -hmm. be able to uh, become more and more successful so people can have that experience. All right, take it easy, guys.